You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello and welcome. Welcome to my mind with Stephen Taylor. And we're bringing you a whole new experience this week. And it's going to be lots of lots of topical conversations about all the things that we have been experiencing during the week. Good things, bad things, some okay things, some just ordinary things. So let's go and find out what's on his mind today. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to My Mind with Stephen Taylor, a family-friendly podcast about... Uh, lots of things. It's about hospitality. It's about gaming. It's about movies. It's about just finding out little things about this little ditty we call life and realizing that there's more to it than just doing the, doing your normal stuff. You know, there's so much information out there that we can learn from each other. And I endeavor to share what I know about life with um, all of you people out there, all of, all of you guys. So strap in and listen up because it's going to get real deep this week. No, it's not. It's going to get like, it's just going to be nice. You know, I know I've been talking about it, but we got, we got some, um, we got some good things coming this year and it's going to be really, really great. Uh, you're probably wondering what I've been doing this week. Um, and you're right. Yeah. I've, um, I've just been working. Yeah. I've been working a lot. I've been uh, trying to organize a couple of things outside of work to in, in regards to um, a couple other ideas and concepts. Um, I stepped on my phone yesterday, so I'm using <laughs> I'm using the, the backup of a backup phone. So, um, oh, I just seen a bird just dive in and get a fish. That was pretty cool, actually. Wow, nature. Oh. So about last year, I dropped my phone after work and it landed face down on some tiles, cracked, ruined. And I thought it'd be all right. I'll just keep using it. And then about three quarters of the screen stopped working. <laughs> so, I, uh, so I thought, well, well, I can't use this. So I ended up having insurance on it and I got it sent away and, um, so that was last year, and it's uh, what May now. Um, so I used what my wife's um, spare phone, and I've been using that to do like the podcast and use like everyday everyday life phone. And then yesterday we'll like kicking the soccer ball or the football for all you English people out there, um, or European rather. We'll, we'll kick in the football slash soccer ball out, out the front of the yard. We're just kicking against the wall. And, um, I just, I, I, I didn't even see my phone on the ground. I just stepped on it. And I weigh like now at the moment, like I, I probably weigh like a dollar nine, you know, which, you know, I'm, I'm probably the heaviest I've been, but you know, it's all, it's all muscle baby. It's all muscle baby. <laughs> it's not, there's a, there's a little bit of light going on, but it's all right. We'll remedy that. We'll fix that up. Um, anyway, no, I'm not body shaming myself. It's just, uh. You know, I don't feel comfortable with me at the moment, so I need to improve on me. But I've got like a lot of other things on my plate that I want to work out before I do that. But that's all right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I digress. Um, so anyway, dollar nine me <laughs> stepped on my phone and I felt it like buckle. And I thought, ah, surely it's nothing. And then my wife flips it over and it's bowed. <laughs> you know, it's like a cautionary tale of um, becoming overweight. You can uh, crush your phone. So I've bowed my phone, which isn't good. It's not good. So I'm using a backup of a backup. And I couldn't get the microphone to work with this phone. So I was having a bit, of, I had a bit of agita with it. I was getting a bit cranky, cranky. And uh, I couldn't work it out. And I started, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I thought about throwing the phone and I thought, you know what? 
don't. And then I thought, I'll have to use the other phone, which has got the cracked screen. And it's really, it's a bad crack as well. Like it's, it's one of those cracks. It's one of those cracks where every time you swipe on it, you get little fragments of glass, like in your finger. And I've got a bit of a phobia about swallowing sharp things. Um, I, I swallowed a, I didn't swallow. I choked on a fishbone using many, 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 many moons ago. Eons ago, it feels like. I choked on this fishbone and I've never um, quite had the same relationship with... Um, even before then, I was always like really conscious about what I was... Like what foreign objects I was putting into my body. Because I was, I was quite paranoid like when I was younger. Not for any like particular reason. Just... Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Many, many that know me know why I was like so paranoid. But I won't delve into it. I won't like get hard into it um but anyway i used to get really i used to like get kebabs and stuff and they'd wrap them in foil and i'd ask them i'd say can you not wrap it in foil do you mind wrapping it not in foil and they give me this funny look and it's like bro but i've been wrapping this in the foil for many many moons before you could walk bro i've been wrapping my kebabs in foil like, oh, so I'm, I'm really sorry but um i just don't like it i just don't like foil and um yeah, so for for years I um, got my kebabs. I've, I'm I'm okay with it now. Yeah, I'm okay with it now. But back then I was um, yeah not not comfortable. I'm still like a bit funny about it. Uh, just getting foil on things. It's just it's just not what I like to see on prime time television, for lack of a better analogy. <laughs> and um, yeah, so look, I don't appreciate glass in my things, and I just thought. If I'm eating stuff with my hands and I'm touching this phone, I don't want to eat glass, especially like this gorilla gra glass grass that's on my phone already. You know, like I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to eat tough phone glass and my, cause my body, I just don't think is going to, um, anyway, yeah, I'm not happy with it. So yeah, I'm using a backup. Of the backup. This is the last resort. If something goes wrong with this phone, I'm going to have to go... Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to get... <laughs> I'm going to have to buy another phone. But I talked to the insurance company today. Anyway, so... Um, I sent my phone away last year. And I sent him an email yesterday afternoon after I'd like stepped on the other phone. And I was like, well... I'm just wondering what's happening with my phone. And I get an email this morning when I wake up. And it says that, um, they've just received it. <laughs> so I call them up and I'm like, well, um, I just got a, a couple of emails regarding my phones. Um, just wondering like what the progress is. And they're like, oh, well, we've just received it today. So we'll give you a call in one to three business days. But I just want to check that you did put your claim in last year. And I was like, yes, that is correct. Um, I, I also got an email saying that it was, um, I might need to require a store credit or a, or a replacement for my phone. And she didn't give me a straight up answer. She was just like, uh, oh, just one to three business days. We'll let you know. And I was like, well, you keep me posted. I'll, I'll wait, not by the phone, but I'll wait. And you let me know, you let me know what's happening in your life. And I'll tell you what's happening in mine. And then we can work around that. You know, I'll call your people and you can call my people. How about that? And we'll, we'll schedule a time. I didn't say that. That was all I did. But, um, yeah. So look, I could have a, a, a new phone in, in one to three working days. And the worst thing about phones is that I'm going to get a new phone of an old technology. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to get a brand new phone and now the technology, like there's been two upgrades from this phone <laughs> since I sent the phone away. That's how fast like phones update and, and get new firmware and new processes and all that kind of stuff. It's been uh, since, since last year, there's been two more of, of my phone come out like updated versions. There's like been a whole new edition. It's like when you get an iPhone six. And by the time you, 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 you finish paying it off, the iPhone 9's out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't have an iPhone, but, but yeah, that's what's kind of happened. So now I'm like weighing up, 
do I even want a replacement or do I want a store credit? Because now I can buy with the store credit. I can just buy what my phone was valued at when I bought it because covered in the insurance, I hope. You know, it should, should I just buy like an updated version of my phone now instead of then sending me essentially the same phone that the phone company probably doesn't even make anymore. So I'm just going to get an old phone and then I'm going to have to upgrade my phone in the next six to eight months anyway, because it's going to be null and void because that's what seems to happen with phones and phone technology these days. They update so quick and so frequently. I feel like a technology that seems to have the most longevity is either um, TVs, which is still very short or like consoles. Cause I think the last console we had was 2017 for Xbox before the Xbox series X and the series S came out. There was the one X and the one S that came out. That was like the, the true 4k, um, with the four teraflops of data procession, uh, processors in them. So I think, yeah, even that, that's like a small amount of time compared to phones, like phones, it's just so quick. Just like the, the, the amount of time that we went from a Nokia 3310 to an iPhone is like quite short, really, isn't it? You know, like, cause we had a lot of updates from like the 3310 Nokia to, to it being the, the, you know, the 3310. 15 and and then into the color ones the 3200s and all that and the, and then the motorola razors which totally changed the way we looked at everything <laughs> especially like flip phone technology i think now i think everyone's heard of this but um the, they've now got the flip razor phone now you know and it it folds out into a full-on uh, a screen which is it's pretty cool pretty amazing but it's like um old technology you know like it's technology that was valid in phones four years ago because that's when the phone was in development so they didn't bother updating the phone and it's like processor so it's still got a really old processor um then so it doesn't run as high as like it could it can run so you know that's that's a bit of an issue you know maybe fix that but then, but then, how do you fix that? Do you just re-release a phone, or do you like recall the phones and update the firmware and the and the processors? Like, I'm not sure what the. Sorry, I'm, I'm readjusting myself on the chair. If you can hear me shuffling around, I've just started to slip off the chair, and it's quite uncomfortable. I'm not. I'm not okay with it. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so. So yeah, so I feel like TVs because I had my TV for five years before I get a new one. And now I've got the, I've got a 4K one um, and it, it's really good, crystal clear. Samsung, I recommend it. Um, it's one of the Q series TVs. It's really good. I got the sound bar and it syncs well with the Xbox and it's, yeah, it's really good. So first like smart TV I had. I had a smart TV before, but it wasn't very bright. <laughs> if you understand my meaning. It's like, um, it's like th that saying of like 7-Eleven. It's like this cool quote from this movie. It's like, um, 7-Eleven, you know, we're always open, but there's not always someone there, <laughs> you know, like that's, uh, from this old movie called Boondock Saints. If you haven't seen Boondock Saints, it's a bit of a cult classic. It's a bit like, um, the, the story, it's like all, uh, apparently based on like a true kind of story, but it's not based on a true story. It's perceived as, yeah, it's very strange. It's It takes place in Boston by memory. Uh, Norman Reedus, who's now famous for Walking Dead, um, he's in it. And uh, a, a bloke called Sean Patrick. Sean Patrick, I think. And um, they're the two um, protagonists. And uh, William Defoe's in there as like a, um, a homosexual detective. It's, actually, it's a cool movie, you know? Like, it's got some cool lines. It's got some perlers. They're very, like, religious. So they say, like, before they... Um, commit a homicide on um, on like the dude that they're after. They say um, uh, they say like uh, the Lord. They say like this prayer, their family's prayer, and um, oh, it's awesome, man! Eh? It's so poetic. And then they put like coins on the eyelids of their victims, which is like it's awesome, but it's also like crossing religions because I don't think in 
Catholic religion, because I'm pretty sure they're like Roman Catholic, because they say, you know, Patria Fili Spiritus Santi. So, you know, like I'm guessing, I'm just going on a whim here and saying they're Roman Catholic. Uh, I, I don't think Roman Catholics put pennies on the eyes of their victims or people so they can pay the ferryman. I think the ferryman and that kind of thing is Greek mythology. Or it's either Greek mythology or ancient Egyptian where you have to pay the ferryman to cross the river Styx. Is that the... Yeah, that's Egyptian. I'm pretty sure. That's Egyptian mythology. So, you know, they they there's a lot of, like, references to... They do all these cool things and cool things from cultures, but they it doesn't really work. <laughs> it doesn't really work um, because they're Irish. <laughs> they're Irish Roman Catholics that believe that their victims crossed the river Styx to go into Hades. <laughs> Yeah, it's a the the nether realm, you know, like it's it's a bit strange. But the movie's good. It's got good action. It's got an interesting way of telling um the story. Um it's not like a spoiler, but Sean Connery is actually uh, not Sean Connery. Billy Connolly is actually not the um Scottish comedian. Uh, Irish or Scottish? I think he's Irish actually. Don't quote me on that. If you know who uh Billy Connolly is and you know he's from Ireland or Scotland I'm so sorry Billy Connolly if you ever hear this podcast I mean no disrespect you're very very funny and you're very good in that film that's actually the the um what I liked about that film the most was like Billy Connolly's character he's just portrayed as this like um bit of a throwback here but he's got like a bad donkey personality you know which is awesome um yeah so uh, yeah, so go check it out, Boondock Saints. It's actually really good. Uh, it's, it's a Troy Duffy film, I want to say. It was, um, yeah, Troy Duffy. They actually did uh, fan... It's like a crowdfunded... Uh, the second movie's crowdfunded, and a lot of people... Um, a lot of people donate money to make the second film because um, no studio would pick it up, which is actually quite interesting, quite good. I'm pretty sure they did it with the... Um, the third film that's in development uh, at the moment or in um, pre-production I think I think it's in the development stage I don't think anyone's going to pick it up but they definitely hinted that there was going to be a third film which is um... ah well look I hope it's great I hope it's great but William Defoe does like this cool job of playing this um... <laughs> he's got one of these cool lines I can't say it like because it's quite um... <laughs> it's it's just got a lot of swearing in it and I don't like to swear here as you know so um, I won't say it but it's a cool line that he says like to this other like homosexual in, in the film because he's playing a homosexual um, yeah it's awesome go check go check it out Wounded Foe plays like this yeah he probably does the best job and then it's Billy Connolly and then you know Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick um, yeah really good film um yeah, and there's also, actually, there's also this cool barman in the film, and he's, like, got a very small role, but I can't help but feel like he's a part of, like, the director's family or something like that. Like, he's just, like, this um, Irish dude, old Irish dude that has Tourette's, and he's, like, a bar manager. So, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. It's really cool. There's all these cool little um, things in there that kind of make it up as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's good. Don't you love, like, tuning in every week and you get to hear me review like a really old movie <laughs> I'm pretty sure Boondock Saints came out in like the ve the very early 2000s I want to say I feel like it was a 2004 effort but it could have been like earlier it could have been like 98 or 99 like it could have been around because it's a pretty poor production <laughs> like you could have like because I've got the DVD like if I watched it on my like massive TV now, it would only you could only see it like with like three quarters of the screen. Like it wouldn't fill the screen. It's like that's how that's how old it is. Like it wouldn't fill the whole screen. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I I digress. So um, I'll, I'll just quickly talk about something else really really quickly. Um, it, it's just something that like grinded me um, th th this week at work, and like I don't mean it derogatively or um I don't mean offense to it it's just it's just what happened and 
I'm not attacking him at all. I'm over it now, but I thought, oh, I better share it because maybe there's someone that can relate to this kind of scenario. So I'm... So we had this guy start at, at, at my workplace and he's of Asian descent and I'm of Asian descent, but I'm only half and he's like full. So, and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he was just trying to fit in and he's like really young. So he's a little bit naive and um, was just trying to, I don't know, uh, be cool or, or, or whatever, like trying to um, show that he's like, has a cool personality or something. And he started like throwing shade on me, like all the whole time, you know, like, and I've got um, some uh, Asian writing, like uh, as a tattoo. And he was saying that it doesn't even say what it says. And I, I just kind of laughed it off and said, oh yeah, it says, you know, I just... Um, just went along with the joke, pretty much, eh? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't say whatever, you know, like, um, um, the, the family member that told me, um, that said that it was right, probably, like, doesn't like me very much, you know, ha, ha, ha. And then, so, you know, I thought, oh, that's where it stops. And then he, like, said that I'm a fake Asian. Because <laughs> I'm too tall, because I'm tall. And uh, I'm not a real Asian. And I was like, oh, all right, dude, whatever. And then the 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 third one, he like starts attacking my music, says, uh, oh, is this your music? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's not very good. And I was like, oh, all right, well, whatever, mate. And I just kind of like, I didn't blow up, but I was like just uh, making a joke. And I was like, oh, first you say like my, my tattoo is not right. And then you say like I'm a, I'm a fake Asian. Now you don't like my music. Like... Oh, I'm just trying to like get along with you, mate, you know, like, and you're being like, you know, you're being mean to me, you're picking on me, bro. And then I said, um, you know, and then he didn't really say anything to me other than that. And I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to let it affect me. And so I went home and I told my wife and I was like, you know, I don't really get offended about these things, you know, about like culture and that. And she was like, yeah, you do. (laughs) and I was like really and she was like yeah yeah you do you do get pretty defensive about um about culture and and where you come from and like you're proud but you don't throw it in people's faces like you don't like it when people um um tell you what's wrong with your culture or um what what doesn't make sense you know what I mean I'm not sorry that's the wrong that's the wrong turn of phrase um, what, um, they try and, I don't, I don't like being told I'm a liar about my own, about something that I, I do know a lot about, which is about my own life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like being told I'm a liar because, um, they don't believe it's true about my own life. And when there, there's, if there's anyone that knows anything about my life, it should be me. And it is me. I do know a lot about my life because I've lived it. You know, they haven't, so they've got no right to judge. And the the fact that the judge... I think it was more of the judgment and that he didn't believe what I was saying. Like, I think that annoyed me a lot as well. Like, there was... I I did another episode on a guy that basically told me I was a liar for, like, telling this story because he'd seen a picture of something similar on on Facebook. And he was like, no, no, that didn't happen, eh? Like, I, I said... I seen it on Facebook, you know, I was like, oh, whatever, dude. And that really offends me when I'm called a liar on a story that I'm telling that I know is true. And I'm only telling people because it's funny or it's entertaining, you know, or it's um, a similar situation to what they're going through, you know. And, and most of the, for the you know, I, I, I'd like to think that the stories were true because I lived them. <laughs> and that's why I share them on here. You know, sometimes... Um, the stories get a bit skewed and, and I forget certain parts and, and people, you know, message me and remind me and say, oh, this happened as well. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember that now, you know, I didn't remember it at the time. And then, yeah, so I went home to my wife and she was like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I'm sure it's nothing. And then the next day he like comes in and um, I said, oh, hey, how you going, brother? You all right? And he's like, he says... Uh, I'm not your brother. I have two. That's enough. And I was like, all right, mate, whatever. <laughs> like, you just attack him straight away. Whatever, mate. And uh, we get railed. And then my, my wife ended up coming in for dinner. 
And um, I, I go out there and just, just say goodbye to her uh, after service and that. And, and I'm speaking to him and he, can't, and he comes up, this guy, and he's like, is that your wife? And I said, yes. And he's like, oh, your husband's got a, like, got the wrong tattoo. <laughs> and she was, she was like ready to like blow up at him. Eh? He, she was ready to get really, really mad. And I was like, you can, you can go away, mate. Like you can just go back to work. Okay. Just go back to work. And I just kind of diffused it. You know, I was like, you know what? That's it. That's it. And, and to all the people that I work with, this will be the last of it. Unless you guys bring it up at work, this will be the last I talk about it right here. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I might tell a couple of friends, um, outside of work that I'll, that I'll speak to. But as far as work, this is where it ends. I'm not going to talk about it anymore at work, but I was like deeply offended that he was basically calling me a liar. And I've, and the tattoo I have, um, many, many people of Asian descent have, um, read it and said what it says. And it translates to what I know it translates to. And I won't tell you what it is, but yeah. Anyway. And he, he said something like, um, Oh, did you go to Google Translate and get that? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I had like my family write it for me. <laughs> or like my wife did. My wife actually planned it. That's why I think she was so offended about the tattoo. Because she had organized it. Because it was the first one I got. And um, she she actually, um, it was her idea and and uh, whatnot. And actually, like this, the sadder thing is about this guy. And the, the, the tattoo I have, it's a, it's a kind of... Um, uh, it's kind of for, for my son and uh, what it says. And my son got really upset. And um, I, I didn't know this. So I only found out like when I got home. And um, he said, it, it sounds like, it, it feels like he doesn't, he doesn't like me because he doesn't like the tattoo. And I said, oh, darling, he, he doesn't, he doesn't know that. And uh, my wife was like, no, I've already explained it to him, you know, but that's how he feels about it. And I was like, well, that, that sucks. And that like hurt me even more that this guy just passed judgment on when I don't even know him. <laughs> I, you know, we, we share Asian descent. That's it. <laughs> like that's the, that's the only thing that's binding us or rather nothing's binding us now. And, um, yeah, it really, it really like, it really hurt him. Like he cried he, he cried about it. He was like, this, this guy doesn't even know me and he already hates me. Like, that's how he felt. You know, this like six-year-old felt like that over this person saying those cruel words. So, you know, words hurt and they, they come across in, in uh, bad ways if you don't um, say them right. There's a way to say things. You know, you can, my, my grandma always used to say, or she still does say it. You can say, you can say anything to anybody. It's about how you say it. And always do things in moderation. That was a big thing she used to say as well. You can eat lots of cake, but in moderation. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah. Well, I think it's a good lesson. You know, like, just don't throw your personality on people. The, or, or rather, you know... I mean, I'm sure I've done that to people in the past. And I'm looking back, and, and I've definitely done it. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying that this is the first time that something like this has ever happened. But I, I, I've, I've never really experienced a, a lot of times. I've experienced it, obviously. Like, people hating on me because of, because of um, my Asian, like, heritage. And for it to come from, like, another Asian, like, hurt more, you know? Yeah, it definitely, it didn't feel, it didn't feel okay. And there's a big push for, like, stop, like, Asian like hate and it, it's true like we should stop Asian hate and of course I'm only half I can only speak for half of it and like I said I, I can't I can't speak to it as a whole like a lot of my close friends even like they one of my friends actually when we were like thinking up like concepts for um podcasts and stuff he he um when we're like we come up with the name four headed sausage and he, and he drew four of our heads on like a sausage and he drew me as like a Asian rice paddy farmer, <laughs> with like the really typical Asian hat and like the, um, lines for eyes and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. Cause he knows me, you know, like, and it, and it's even funnier because I don't look Asian as well, you know, 
that that's what makes it like even funnier for us you know other people might see it as like horribly racist but he's known me for <laughs> 20 years of my life you know he's allowed to do that but but when it when it comes from someone that you've only just met like it, it really hurts and i never try to let those feelings actually hurt me but yeah i was i was really offended in that moment and um yeah i'd like to um i'd, I'd like to never i'd I'd obviously never like to feel like that ever again. And I hope he never feels like that either of getting the, um, getting hated because of a, um, because of his ethnicity or his race, you know, or his, or his creed or his religion, like any man or any woman or any person, you know, like there should never be made to, to feel like that. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really like, it was a really sad moment when, it's like Asian on Asian hate. Like, I think that's more of the issue that I see with like a lot of Asian hate. It's like, you know, someone doesn't like someone because they're, you know, they're, they're Korean or because they're uh, Chinese and it's a Chinese person hating a Korean person or it's a Malaysian person hating someone from uh, Korea. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's this culture clash. It's Yeah. When you, when you grow up in a culture that teaches, <laughs> that always teaches you to be racist against yourselves as, as, as a whole, like it, it really sucks. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one, but like, like I said, I haven't experienced, I like to say that I haven't experienced it, but of course I've experienced like hate, not hate, just comments. I don't say, I never seen it as hate until like another Asian person hated on me for being Asian. Like that hurts more. It's like when a, what's the same as when, when a, uh, an African-American person picks on another African-American person and then picks on them because they're from a certain part in, uh, either America or, 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 or Europe or, or Africa or wherever they, they, um, they came from, you know, it's a, it's a race on race hate. That's, that's more of an issue rather than, you know, this is only my personal opinion and race is always a dicey subject. And I'm not trying to get like too deep and too specific, but, um, and I'm only speaking from my experiences. This is only my view. And I don't, I don't go and announce it to people. I don't like go up and I don't spread hate. And I think that's the worst part. I think, I think the worst part is when people like choose to spread hate, even if they think it's, even if they think it's for a good cause or a good reason, there's no reason that you should be trying to change people's minds and not let them make their own mind up. Because that's what, that's what being an individual is about. It's like, it's, it's about making your own choices and casting your own judgments and keeping them to yourselves. It's not influencing people and making people think and, and, um, bend to what you think is right. Like that's, that's (laughs) insanity, isn't it? Really? Like I'm not going to come on here and tell you all to, to tell tell you all to you know hate another podcast. You know, listen to whatever podcast you want. You know, listen to this one. Don't listen to this one. You know, it's it's okay. Like, if this podcast isn't your taste, then that's fine. I'm not gonna like throw it on you. But um, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get so deep, but I, I thought I would share that moment with all of you, and I and I hope that um. And I don't mean, that's why I'm not going to say his name or what Creed he he is or or where he comes from or where I work. I'm not going to name and shame him. I'm just going to tell you what happened to me and tell you my experience and say that, yeah, it sucked. (laughs) And it doesn't matter how old you get or how experienced you are or how well you dress, you, you can experience those things. And, um... It, it, you know, it can happen to you if you got a hundred dollars in your pocket or a million dollars in your pocket, like you, you know, um, that's, uh, the real downfall of words, <laughs> how they, um, can affect people. So look, be kind to each other, be helpful to each other. And let's just all live in this world. Cause we've only got one. Let's all just exist on this planet and go from there. You know, we don't need uh, Asian on Asian hate. Not anymore. Anyway, or Asian hate in general. Like anyone shouldn't hate anyone. Sorry, I digress. I'm banging on so much. I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll stop. Hey! Oh! You over there! You! That's right, you! Bacon the ziti. I got a question for you. What are you listening to? I'll tell you what you're gonna be listening to. You're gonna be listening to a podcast you couldn't refuse starring Stephen Taylor and Simon Ricketts. Now that's two people that know what they're talking about when it comes to the Sopranos and talking about any other mob-related content. You understand? We're not talking about snitches and stitches. We're not talking about grasses and molasses. We're talking about all the fictional mob-orientated things. Non-fiction. We're talking about the movies, the TV shows, the music. We're talking about everything here. So tune in to a podcast you couldn't refuse. Coming to you every fortnight. Alright. So... There's there's a bit of a problem with this phone. It's um, because when you're recording on this on this app with the phone, you have to leave the app open. You can't close the app, otherwise it just goes. It, it records, but it just goes blank, right? So you have to um, you have to keep it open, and keeping it open drains battery life. And I've only got a small amount of battery life left, so um. I'm going to have to, to wrap it up soon. But uh, I just wanted to give you guys an update on uh, my Mass Effect progress. Um, it's going really well. I'm working out that... <laughs> Listening to a lot of dialogue just sucks. Uh, it's awesome to like get like another view of the game. And to really go after these... Um, these extra dialogue, but it's like, oh, it's so painful to listen to. There's just so much, uh, nothing, you know? And another thing, I've got like a little bit of a complaint, is that like, one of the armors I have, because you can swap out your armor, swap out your guns, and, you know, upgrade them, and do whatever, and, you know, it's a similar systems to what's, uh, generally implemented in games these days is like pretty common, right? So like you can change your gun from being, you know, uh, that has 10 damage to a gun that has a hundred damage, they say. And the same with the armor, you can have them protect more or protect less and have bigger shield boosts and stuff like that. So the armor I've got at the moment is, um, really good, but it's pink. <laughs> and I'm not like, I'm not hating on color or, or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> I just don't, I don't want pink armor and you can't change the color as far as I know. You can't change the color scheme and this armor is like really, really good, but it's pink. <laughs> and I'm just running around and I'm trying to do these like tough guy things and like tough guy dialogues and I'm just standing there in pink armor. Like it just feels really defeating. You know, like, I just feel like, for me, like, it, it, it's like when in uh, that movie Reservoir Dogs, when, like, Steve Buscemi's character, he's called Mr. Pink, and he's like, well, I may as well be Mr. Loser. Well, he says a P word, which I won't say. Um, but he's like, it, it may as well be Mr. Loser. Like, what am I doing here? You know? And so, it, it's going really well, but I have pink armor. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure what to do with it. Like, it really sucks. I really want to find, like, another armor. But I don't want to waste more time because I've got to get into number two, you know? Like, I've got to I've got to get the story progressing so I can go from one, two, then three, and then four. You know, so I've got a lot of gaming. I've actually stopped playing Call of Duty. And they just brought out um, John Rambo and John McClane on um, Call of Duty Warzone and, like, the zombies mode. And I really want to be John McClane. I want to be Bruce Willis, man. Like, I've never been Bruce Willis in a game since uh, the Die Hard 2 game came out. Or even Die Hard 3 Vengeance, they had like, oh, that was the worst game, eh? <laughs> I'll just say it. Like, there was, have you ever seen Die Hard 3 with Avengers with like, it's like Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson team up to take down Jeremy Irons, who's the bad guy, who's actually the brother of Alan Rickman's Hans Gruber in the, in the first Die Hard film. So like he, it's like a throwback to him, but it, it all ends up being a, a spoiler alert. It ends up just being a heist movie and to get revenge on John McClane is just a bonus. But there's like a scene where 
um, Bruce Willis is like directing Samuel L. Jackson in a taxi. Like that's how they kind of interact. That's how they first meet. Is that like, no, no, they first meet. Um, Bruce Willis has to stand on the street with this really slanderous sign, which just would, I think John Kavanagh directed it. Like this, is John Kavanagh? No. John, he's got like a really cool tough guy name. <laughs> I can't remember it, but it's John Kavanagh or John McTaggart or something like that. Like he's got this really cool name. Um, anyway, he, um, he's got like this really cool, ah, uh, John someone, oh, what is his name? Ah, oh, what's his name? Hang on, hang on. Oh, I'm just going to give it a quick Google. John McTiernan. I just gave a quick Google. John McTiernan. It's a cool name. It's maybe not as tough as I thought, <laughs> but it's still a cool name. You know, really old school, like American name, I guess. And, um, yeah, so the, yeah, they, they first meet and then they have to get a taxi to like this bomb because he has to like go on this wild goose chase as like a distraction and gets the whole city distracted while he robs Fort Knox or something like that. Um, the biggest gold deposit in the world is like in New York at that time or something, some, something like that, something like that. And, um, it's actually like a really interesting movie that like, he's a New York cop, but the only one that takes place in New York is Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know what I mean? Like he's a New York cop, but like in the first one, he's in LA and then the second one, he's in that airport, which is like in Pennsylvania or something like that, which I'm pretty sure is near New York, the state, I feel like. And then the third one's in New York. And then the fourth one is in Washington and then in Seattle, I feel like. And then where's the fifth one? Ah, oh, Russia. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it had that horrible tagline, yippee Mother Russia. Oh, so cringy. Ugh. Um, yeah. So the, the game, right? all of a diehard Avenger, diehard with Avengers video game, it all centered around that, the cat and mouse kind of chasing. So you're in this cab and you had to really listen to what either Samuel Jackson's character or Bruce Willis's character was saying and telling you where to turn. If you didn't make the right turn, the bomb would just blow off, blow up. Like you wouldn't make it in time. So like, and it was always like the third turn of the, of the mission. And he would say like, and you'd be like, right. (laughs) So you go right. And then like the game would end, you'd run out of time because you wouldn't give any more directions. And then, you know, and it was random as well. Like it wouldn't be left or right or straight all the time. Like it wasn't a fixed position. It was always, um, it always changed. So, and then it would go, you know, you do the first couple of turns, like, oh yeah, it's a left, then it's a right, and then, oh, it's straight here. And then he would go, <laughs> like, it was just this mumbled noise. And it's like, I don't know if they did it on purpose, or it was just like the way the recording sounded, or um, just like the the poor quality television set I had at the time. But I just could never work out what like the third or fourth direction was. So I never, I never finished it. <laughs> because I couldn't do I couldn't. I didn't know where to go. You know, it was it, it really sucked. But um but yeah, I'm even putting off they've got like a new quest map out on um Call of Duty, check it out. I haven't checked it out because I've just been trying to power through Mass Effect. My brother and I are like slowly competing to see who finishes them first. And I know we haven't announced it to each other, but that that's what's going on. I can feel it. My competitive spirit is um my inner Asian, you could say. My inner Asian, like, gamer in me is like, yeah, he wants to beat this before me. So he started before me, in all fairness. But I, I, I've got a good way of catching up. I can um, I can stay up later. <laughs> that's, like, my that's my biggest draw card is that I can, like, stay up really late and, like, suffer through the day. But I can get heaps of gaming done at night. That's, like, my... um. That's going to... If he hears this, he'll know my strategy. But that's what I'm going to try and do. I'm just going to try and pull a couple of... 2 a.m.s. Because I've been trying to go to bed at around 1 and get up between um, 7 and 8 or a little after 8. Like, that's been... Um, I've slept in the last couple of days, but I, I generally keep that kind of time frame. And um, it's been working really good. I feel like I'm getting a good amount of sleep. 
like uh yeah the i slept in this morning my wife let me um she told me to sleep in this morning which was um actually quite nice of her i was i was very relieved to hear that i didn't have to take um my wee child to school she was going to do it so i got a bit of um extra kip uh, i had such a nice sleep that i actually woke up to me drooling <laughs> like i just woke up and i was like oh what is that it's like my own my own face juice <laughs> coming out of my mouth and i was like oh this is just unpleasant um so i woke up promptly and uh, i got into it um so yeah i'll tell you the the, the one bad thing about um, Mass Effect, which they didn't even bother improving, and I don't know if if uh, the, you can't really improve on it. It's just driving this horrible vehicle called the Mako. It's like you can land on. So Mass Effect, uh, I did a little bit of explain to it, but it takes place in like this in the universe, in our universe, and it's like galaxy clusters that you can travel to and whatnot. And yeah, and uh, an added addition to traveling to. Um, all these different cluster galaxies is the ability to explore one or two worlds within that cluster of galaxies. Um, and, and so you're authorized a vehicle called the Mako, which lets you drive on any terrain, you know, uh, as long as it's not like lava or water, cause it just sinks. That's <laughs> just the way it is, you know? Um, so it's not any terrain. It's just most hard terrains. How about that? Um, yeah. And it just sucks to drive. It's just the worst. It's just, and and I'm happy. I'm I'm happy they didn't take it out. But yeah, because you know it just reminds me how frustrating it is. It just sucks. I just hate driving games that just try too hard. You know what I mean? Like Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Four. Like the driving was like driving. You could control a ship in Assassin's Creed. Um, Black Flag <laughs> or Assassin's Creed 3 better than you could drive cars <laughs> in um, GTA 4 and obviously there's a time difference between games but you know what I'm saying you couldn't really drive a car that well you could you could definitely drive it but you couldn't drive it well so um, yeah you know is what it is um, yeah so yeah Mass Effect it's, it's going well um, I'll, I'll update you on my progress, um, and, and, and see what happens there. So you've heard the music or you can hear the music rather, you know what time it is. It's time to wrap it up. We've, we've, we've done enough speaking today. Um, uh, as you probably heard, we've got a there's a uh, we've got a new trailer for a um, or a trailer that was featured in this episode um, for a new podcast with one of my close friends, um, Simon with an S, made famous by um, calling out Crystal with a K. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he he and I are doing a little a little show, so go check that out. That um, I'll I'll upload it under this one, and then uh, I'll. We'll, we'll make a new page and um, uh, start start doing it that way, and we'll, we'll uh, we're going to contribute to that as a as an equal team. I'm going to do most of the legwork, but that's going to be under the four headed sausage uh, banner. Uh, new show called uh, a podcast you couldn't refuse uh, coming coming out hopefully tonight. Like our schedules, because we're both chefs and our schedules are often sporadic, so. I'm really hoping we can get something down tonight and release it, and it, it's gonna. Be, I hope you all enjoy it. I, like I said, I'll release it on um, on this platform under my mind, but um, as of the the next fortnight, it'll it'll be it won't be uh, available here. But I'll always put the link into into that show onto a um, onto this page when I bring out my weekly podcast because I'll still keep doing this one, obviously. Because this is like um, my bread and butter one. This is like the one I like to do by myself. You know, I'll always do this one. But I'm going to do, yeah, start branching out and do another other couple shows. So um, you can all enjoy that. if you. It's, it's all about the Sopranos and um, the, the influence they had on modern day television. And it's all about um, kind of uh, mob orientated uh, culture and how it went from this unspoken thing to like this mainstream 
sensation in the early 2090s and 80s and then how it's slowly coming back into um, popularity now which is um, yeah either a blessing or a curse whether you um, like or not but it's, it's just such an interesting thing you know they were so um, there were so many cool personalities that uh, I can't wait to get into and talk about with um, with, with my with my friend so and I hope you all can enjoy it and I hope you all check it out um, we, we should have one coming out uh, to tonight I want to say tonight but expect it tomorrow <laughs> but uh, like, like I said if um, you know this this podcast is still going to be coming out I'm still going to I'm still going to keep doing my mind with Stephen Taylor so keep bringing you fresh hot updates on uh, Mass Effect because <laughs> that's all that's going on in my gaming life at the moment and we'll see if we can't find a few more stories and stuff um, but look if you like the show and you're really into it and you think it's good uh, go go to iTunes or wherever you can rate a podcast and and chuck a, chuck a five stars on there and, and speak about it and say say what you think and, and uh, give, give us a nice review there you can follow us you can follow the page uh, for my mind podcast which is uh, on Instagram which is my mind PDCST MND that's uh, my mind podcast with no vows strictly no vows uh, I'm also on Twitter now as well so you can follow me on Twitter I get up to not much on Twitter I'm still working it out you know you know what I'm like guys like uh, social media is definitely not my forte I'm learning learning uh, a little more each day uh, so it's a slow road, but I'll get there eventually. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, you can find me at My Mind Podcast. Um, I've also got a Facebook page and a Facebook group called My Mind Podcast and My Mind with uh, Stephen Taylor. You can follow those groups and you can even like uh, comment in there and uh, comment on posts there that, that I put up and and uh, tell me what you think. And yeah, we'll go, we'll go from there. If you have any inquiries or, or questions or anything like that you can either direct message on instagram or you can um you can email email me at mymindpodcast at gmail.com dot com he says that's mymindpodcast at gmail.com you can go there and shoot us an email and and see what's up so i hope you all enjoy your week and um i look forward to talking to you all again soon peace